Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. 7 a.m. Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordane Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And I'm Kyle Calgren. Happy Halloween! Ooh, we did a scary thing and we added a man! Ooh, we are the terrifying gender, aren't we? <laughs> is he alive or is he a ghost? We don't know. Happy I'm dead Hall- on the inside! <laughs> this is the Happy Halloween! <laughs> this episode probably, if it's not released on Halloween, it'll be released the day before. Yeah, and this is the this is the episode where we find out that all of us have been dead all along. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's the big surprise. That's the big surprise is that this is a podcast made by ghosts, <laughs> which honestly, it's time. It is. It's about time. It's about time. Uh, our feminism. So yeah. our our film <laughs> that we are closing out the month of October with is Haunted Honeymoon from 1986, written and directed by Gene Wilder and also co-writer Terrence Marsh, starring Gene Wilder, Gilda Radner, Dom DeLuise, and Jonathan Price. And you would think that that would make this movie interesting, but the scary thing is that it is not. The scary thing is no one is safe from making a boring movie. (laughs) And it is very, very boring. Now, this is the last film that Gilda Radner ever appeared in. And to her credit, she's great in it, but I'm sad because she's really not in much of it. Yeah, for, for being a movie that... I mean, based on the title, you would think it's about a honeymoon, although it's not really about a honeymoon. No. Nope. Um, they don't even get married until the movie's almost over. Yeah. Like, what? Like, I was expecting some sex haunting. You know, that was that was a selling point for me, was yeah, the idea of sex you haunting. You mean haunting during sex? Yeah. Yeah. That would have been great. I mean, it's a honeymoon, so honeymoons are sex fests, and then, like, it's haunted, so there's going to be haunting. So, based on my basic math skills, I figured there would be some ghosts... <laughs> You know, some ghost cucking or something. Oh, yes. Ghost, ghost cucking. cucking. Ghost cucking. Movie, we all know. <laughs> the, this is the, the worst m- tag on Pornhub. <laughs> ghost <laughs> cucking. Yeah. Now you know about my search histories. <laughs> so this movie, this is the movie that made us miss High Spirits. Mm-hmm. High Spirits is the better version of this movie. I never thought that High Spirits would actually, like, come up on the podcast again. Like, that was not something... I thought would happen, and I certainly didn't think there would be a situation where I would think High Spirits was better. Now, I wasn't here for High Spirits. Remind me what that one was again? It's an early... um, I think it was 1982. Yeah, and it's an early Neil Jordan film. I think it might have been Neil Jordan's first film that he made in America, and kind of like jaded him with making films in America. Like... It seems like a lot of the process and a lot of the studio choices that were made were not choices that he wanted to make. So I'd love to know the Neil Jordan cut of High Spirits. Oh, yes. Okay, Mike, I'll <laughs> correct myself. It was 1988, not 1982. But yes. Yeah, and High Spirits actually had like a weird fucked up love story. 
yeah that, that we definitely like tore apart on our episode right but, but it was like, there was still a story yes, there was a there was story, story. there's there not a story in there this was a one. story to be told uh and this is the last film that gene wilder directed he directed like several films i think like five or six and i don't know i'd like to think that you know after gilda died he was just like you know done directing he did write one more film which is see no evil hear no evil that he made with richard pryor but that was directed by arthur hiller and we of course will not be doing it because unless him and richard pryor are fucking it's not gonna be on the that podcast. would be amazing though right it would be great yeah I'm shocked G- it didn't happen in <laughs> yeah gene wilder and richard pryor fucking like hello that, that is prime great. that is podcast that's the best tab that is the of. juice that we need <laughs> So, previous episode that we've done was also written and directed by Gene Wilder and didn't have enough of Gilda Radner in it, which is The Women in Red from 1984. Yes, that's a very vivid episode in my mind. So good at underusing his wife for some reason. Yeah, like, like if you're going to cast your wife who's hilarious and fantastic, cast your wife. But if let her do. But something. if you don't want to have her, if you either are paranoid about nepotism, or you just like don't want to interact with her in front of people, then don't fucking cast her. Like what? Like what a waste of a talent. We okay. So so it turns out there is another movie that stars Gilda and Jean, uh, Jean Wilder, and it's the movie where they met and fell in love and like they got married from. And it is called Hanky Panky from 1982. So we will be doing Hanky Panky to figure out. We need to what's finish up. like we, we need, need to finish, we need to finish this trilogy <laughs> of like marriage on screen or like avoidance of marriage on screen. It's weird. Like the two of like the funniest people ever to do it, and it seems like they never managed to make a good. It's movie never together. funny. Yeah. <laughs> It's never good, and they don't use their chemistry in the ways that you want them they to. They spend almost no time together in this movie. Were they worried about upstaging each other? I don't or know. Like this seems honestly like a Gene Wilder thing. Like most of the scenes are about him. Like I feel like Dom DeLuise almost gets more screen time than Gilda Radner does. Right, Dom DeLuise as in, the in uh, the heiress, or yes. w- not the heiress, the um. She seems the lady, like, the dowager countess. She's like, she, she's yeah. one of those like great aunts. She's a know? great aunt who has like a doily dress and like a big fan. Right, the dowager countess. Yeah, exactly. I will There's say an that, actor from uh, Downton Abbey in this movie. So. I will say that that lipstick shade looked good on Dom DeLuise. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I would watch a tutorial. Yeah. <laughs> I would be she down for that. I would be into that like weird Sephora ad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, let's go. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like this movie. I was so ready for shenanigans, right? Like, I was ready for the corn. I was ready for the shenanigans. I was ready for the camp. But I assumed that there would actually be like a plot, you know, a basic one. No, there is. It's like so we were introduced and. They're doing a radio show. They're the radio, um, radio hour kind of like host. You know the like the uh, ghost time, ghoul time. Yeah, yeah classic radio, Night like early twentieth Like yeah, you know, like about to be interrupted by a fireside chat in any second. That sort of thing. Yeah, right. exactly. And then we see that uh, Gene Wilder is having panic attacks during recording. And we think that this means something deeper, like maybe he's anxious about getting married or there's something going on with him. Turns out it's really none of that. He's just weird. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's what panic attacks are. Just being, <laughs> According being to this a weirdo. Movie, it's just like, oh, I'm weird. I have anxiety. And it's like, 
Um, so much okay. of this movie is just Gene Wilder being weird, Dom DeLuise being weird, the other actors who barely get introduced, never mind do anything or weird. I didn't know that it was Jonathan Price, the wife's Jonathan Price. Um, yeah. <laughs> He's there like being near the end. like a very shifty cousin to Gene Wilder. It's a very like American character where I was like, that's, is that Jonathan Price? And I feel weird. like, I feel like Gilda's character is like the only one that like winks at the audience in the sense that she's, she's the one who will be like, isn't this kind of weird? What's going on? But then she's always, she always ends up kind of shrugging like, oh, well. I'm down. Whatever. Gilda, I love you, honey. I mean, isn't that kind of her character, her main character on SNL too? Like, you know, following a stake and then immediately just going, oh, never mind. I don't know. I also feel like she just has like this like really interesting, adorable, weird energy. And the thing that I always wanted from Gilda that we only really get in this in on SNL is that like she can be sexy. Yeah. She doesn't get to be sexy in this movie. Does anyone get to be sexy in this movie? I mean, I feel like Gene Wilder thinks that he's sexy in this movie. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> and, That's... And, and, and I believe that because I think that he thought that he was sexy in The Woman in Red. And I feel oh, like he's I doing very similar Oh, I definitely know that he thought stuff. he was sexy in The Woman in Red. And that was like, like, I will say he is sexier in this movie than in The Woman in Red. I agree. And in this movie, it's like him arguing with his cousin and like a butler who I assume has Alzheimer's like what's going on yeah there was like a lot of stuff going on it's like a very hijinks kind of movie there's something about movies that happen in haunted mansions to where Hollywood just can't get the formula we have of course the haunted mansion which we could do on the podcast next year because technically that's a whole that's a romance kind of i mean it's kind of i don't of, know like why like once there's a haunted mansion people forget how to write a plot like yeah does the haunted mansion like affect them in the writer's room like i don't like it never are they used at to a be coffee like shop writing and like the ghost comes and fucks up their ability to write anything interesting <laughs> you think there are ghosts that specifically haunt coffee shops to I, harass writers yes that's what I'm blaming my whole life on. <laughs> that ghost has ruined me. I mean, that is a ghost has really gotten in the way of my career. Starbucks Every is step haunted. Of the way. Get your oh. guns. Starbucks is haunted. Starbucks is totally haunted. I am ready to cancel the ghost that has fucked up my career. Absolutely. <laughs> Can we drag them? The correct term is bust. Yes. I am ready to bust that ghost. There we go. Twitter, do your thing. <laughs> oh, I mean... Yeah, I mean, so essentially, you know, we see we see Gilda, we see Jean. They they get to the mansion, and she's immediately like, you know, because it's a haunted mansion. She's like, "What the hell?" And he's like, "Yeah, I grew up here." And she's like, "Well, that explains why you're so weird." And they have like this exchange with like this butler who doesn't remember Jean, and I guess that's supposed to be scary. But then later, he does remember him, and that's supposed like. I'm just like, I think he has dementia. Like, yeah, no, like, so this doesn't really this feel like a haunted thing. This just feels like this guy like doesn't have health care. This man is doing his best. Yeah, I'm like, y'all have kept this man inside this mansion. Like, let him retire. Like, yeah, let this butler retire. Working? What the like, fuck? Honestly, you know, I that's feel the like scary part. I that is the scary part. That, no retirement. Mansion. That's, that's I know the, the haunted mansion is like millennial retirement. Like, that's it's oh. a picture of that. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I went That's too. That got too real. <laughs> um, 
And then, yeah, so basically, like, they're there. They haven't gotten married yet. And for some reason, like, okay, so this movie's made in the 80s, but it feels like it's in the 50s. And then for some reason, Gene Wilder and Gilda Radner don't share a room. And it's like, you're about to get married and you're grown. Like, this is very weird. And so He also wears jammies. He wears jammies, <laughs> like little boy, like Christmas morning jammies. He looks great in them. To be he honest. does. I know. He's kind of hot in the jammies, and I don't want to unpack that. Um. Um, yeah, this movie <laughs> is one of those movies where I kept on thinking about the Coen brothers the whole time because I was like, who could really kill this? The Coen brothers. Oh, they would what totally. What if the Coen brothers did like a haunted this house is, movie? Oh, my God. I need that now. That would, I they would it. fucking kill it. Um, but yeah, I was thinking oh, a lot. Oh, that would be so mm. good. I'm just going to think about that. I was thinking a lot yeah. about the Hudsucker proxy while watching this because, oh, you know, yes. that, you know, that is, um, you know, the Coen brothers doing the 1940s and they're doing it in a way that like this movie wishes that it could do. Yes. Yes. And Jennifer Jason Lee in the Hudsucker proxy is giving a performance that I wish Gilda, because Gilda could do it. If That's she was the given thing. the space it's to like, do it. She just like, it's weird. It's like, because they sleep in separate rooms, that kind of opens up the movie to just not have her in a lot of it because things will happen. And it's like happening to Jean. Like there's, you know, like a haunting like a guy haunting him like that's yeah, standing I mean, on the wall the like thing about relationships you know the reason why we keep making films about them we keep making shows about them and all that stuff is like the dynamic of things happening to two different people and them having two different reactions to it yes and, you know the push and then and the conversation about like the difference in reactions and whether there's understanding about that or not or like a greater conflict is built yeah yeah and this movie doesn't have that because this movie has Gilda no conflict yeah, she's just like sidelined, and Isn't and there something about a werewolf though. The, you, <laughs> yes. There's a werewolf that looks like a bad Chewbacca costume. Um, I don't even know what. <laughs> I'm gonna admit this, guys. I watched the movie next to you guys, and I don't know what the fuck was going on with the werewolf. No, I have no, I have <laughs> I no like, idea. Don't I, I don't get the werewolf plot at all. Uh, the I think the werewolf. Like, Dom DeLuise's character uh, mentioned that some ancestor was bitten by a werewolf and that it might have been passed down to one of the people in this house. Oh, right. Because she talked, yeah, at the dinner. Yeah. At the dinner that felt very, like, trying to be Clue. Like, oh, yeah. I'm very um, intensely Clue. <laughs> like, uh, I was like, we get it. <laughs> also, um, I'm shocked no one has brought this up before. Young Frankenstein? I mean. Oh, yeah. I mean, this was like. Didn't, wasn't. There was a whole scene. Yes, there was a whole scene yes. that was basically just the scene in Young Frankenstein where uh, they were trying to move the corpse, and um, Gene Wilder just pretended that the arm sticking out of the box was his own arm. Yes. But they did that, but with legs instead. Yes, exactly. Like, there's somebody who he doesn't kill, but he ends up in the same basement with them, and then... They, yeah, he and then the want cops, to look like the killer and, yeah, yeah, the cops come. He looks like the killer, so there's like some physical comedy where he's making it look like he's stretching, but it's not really that funny because a, it's been done before a lot, and b, the movie just like doesn't do anything itself, you know. Gene like, Wilder is so bad at directing himself. Yeah, yeah, because it's it, it's painful because he's so funny and he's such a good actor and it, and I don't like watching him in this. No, <laughs> I don't like watching him in I this remember, either. If I remember my Mel Brooks trivia correctly, um Young Frankenstein was Gene Wilder's idea, the premise. Um Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, and they made it like as a as an agreement. Um they would do Blazing Saddles, which is Mel Brooks's pet project and um 
Wilder wanted to do a horror spoof. This just feels like he's doing another horror spoof, but with werewolf um, myth folklore exactly. and, and also of Frankenstein movies. Yeah, and in bad review, like in negative reviews for the film at the time, that's what they talked about. It's like Mel Brooks done badly. <laughs> is yeah. essentially what they call like, it. And also, like this before we all got to really know what Mel Brooks done badly was like. Yeah. Uh, it, there's the other point where it's like, of course this was a box office bomb. I feel like we don't have to say that. But this film was released in the summer. The summer Which is of so 1986. Funny. <laughs> like, we were talking right, about... Yeah, we were- yeah. This was like the same year as uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and just like yes, it was. imagining the cognitive dissonance or just like the emotional whiplash of watching those. And the same year as another um, better Neil Jordan movie, since we were talking about Neil Jordan, Mona Lisa came out this year. Oh, that's a great one, one of my favorite fucking yeah, like movies. Same year as Aliens. Back like, what to a School came out like year for movies. Imagine like, what a weird time. <laughs> imagine getting beaten by like. <laughs> the Rodney Dangerfield movie Back to School. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean this it's like the movie To be fair to Back to School, best use of Kurt Vonnegut in a movie I've ever seen. Oh my god, such a year Labyrinth came out that summer. The Karate Kid Part 2 came out that summer. Um, listing other movies we could be watching instead. <laughs> no, I mean, and that's that's like it's like this movie is so painful because there's so much wasted talent. Like, yeah. it's not yeah. like we're just watching a B movie with like actors we don't know, or maybe we know one of them. It's like we're watching people that we know are great not be great. It's, and that is the scariest part of it is like. <laughs> and also, if you're going to give me a honeymoon movie and have Gilda Radner, I want to see her in several different outfits. I want clothes. I want sashes. Honestly, I want cleavage. Okay. Oh, yes. I'll say it. I'll say it. Yeah. I want, I want to see Gene take off his jammies. You know, like give me, I want ghosts. I want a ghost to watch them have sex. Okay, like we don't you need to unpack. You want to see Gene get a little wilder? I do want to see Gene get a little wilder. <laughs> and I want to see Gilda get a little Radner. Uh, <laughs> you know, we did that. So <laughs> it, it, it scans. It scans. It, it, it's here. It's on the podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like the plot, I guess, is like they go here before the wedding. And then like his cousin's there. And... They're like, oh, we're cousins. And then, like, the countess is like, yeah, somebody might be a werewolf. And then, basically, the countess is, like, killing people? Yep. I think. I think. Perhaps. Um, we all watched this movie there just are, now. So there are two, like, That's how bad it cops. is that we watched it and we're not really sure because it's so much just, like, Gene Wilder running around. When was Scooby-Doo going to show up? Yeah, like I want a pothead dog. Like that would have helped. Like <laughs> like I want I want somebody coming from Woodstock, you now know, trying to solve a mystery. <laughs> I'm imagining a movie, a Scooby-Doo movie where Gene Wilder is the old man who takes care of the place. Oh, that would be who so good. He has the perfect so crazy eyes. Oh my god, yes. his crazy eyes are like top Oh game. my god, Howard the Duck also came out this <laughs> summer. I'm just looking at stuff You're just now. looking at movies. Movie. So a far much, more memorable movie. So much shit came out. That this was a big summer for film, guys. This is, <laughs> this is also a historical podcast. Yeah, I mean, this <laughs> movie, like there's no plot they just go to this mansion and then they find and then like gene finds out that there's a werewolf in his family and then like i guess well, you know what this movie needed 
a scene where he's fucking Gilda Ratner, but also howling and turning into a wolf. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or I mean, how so like the, the final scene in Young Frankenstein. <laughs> but like not rapey. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But like maybe she turns into a, a Oh werewolf. my Ooh, god, go. that would be like that at the end of so good. Yeah, that the, would be the end of Skinwalkers, the classic MST3K so like episode. Even, also even the <laughs> end of the also the end of Wolf when Michelle Pfeiffer you oh, see right. Yes, yeah, she's got yes. the wolf eyes. See, I like it because even our um like our edits on the movie are still derivative because the movie is so derivative. Like <laughs> there's no real plot to like actually like work with. It's just like what could we collage in here to make this more fun? Like um, hey, honey, can you write us a honeymoon movie where we're haunted by some monster? Sure. And can you put me in a very small role, like like have me stay in a different room? <laughs> yeah, a honeymoon movie where like it's just yeah. like it's just like me fighting off the monster, and then you like peeping I, out from I, the door, just being like, "Hey, honey, do you need any help?" And I'm like, "No, excuse, I'm just gonna fight and find fighting this monster." I'm I'm, okay, I'm Dom DeLuise. <laughs> like I'm just dressed up as an old man, and somehow I'm in the movie more than Kyle. <laughs> I'm like wearing a collar. I like. love that. <laughs> I'm really into this. <laughs> oh, we should have been high watching this movie. Oh yeah, no, this is definitely Real like missed opportunity. Like, first of all, if you're listening to the podcast, don't watch this movie. But if you do, take an edible, and then if you're like, oh man, I don't know what happened, you're welcome. Nothing happens. Like, I bought this movie. With I my was own sober money. and nothing happened. It's fine. I bought this movie. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Jordan and Kyle own this movie, and like, <laughs> bless them. You know, like. Right next to our copy podcast. of Antichrist. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just like this. It's it is actually really sad that this is the last movie that Gilda Radner is in. Um, yeah, I mean, I love her. I love her, and like, I I just I'm so curious, like where their relationship was at the time that this movie was made. Um, I don't think that I don't think that her not being in much of it relates to that because like we've said in woman in red it was like a similar dynamic yeah. so that just seems like a weird complex that gene had yeah um or maybe an understanding they had together but like i hope they had fun making this because it's not i don't think people have fun watching it no i you know <laughs> like i had fun being with you guys but not like watching the movie you no, know the weird thing about Gilda Radner is that she has such like rom-com energy that it's so I mean and she, she's so charming she, yeah. she died she's of just ovarian like a, cancer in 1989 which is before really the rom-com really like came off like took off in the 90s she would have been so good as a like a like a truly a rom-com actress with the comedy chops like a calm <laughs> actress <laughs> yeah it would be like oh my god what if she was just like some like a weird like single mom and like it's one of those things where like the her kids just like gotta get mom to date she's just oh my god yes home. like what if gilda Radner is one of those moms that's like watching old movies and she's doing all the voices herself there's like a cowboy that like <laughs> comes to the city that she lives in and like he has a dog and then they like get together <laughs> Yeah. I'm definitely no geniuses. Green like this immediately. <laughs> yeah. He's like, wow, like he has an inexplicable accent. Yes. <laughs> we don't know where he's from. Like, uh, like is uh, there any other 90s. weird yes. blonde men that we could have put Gilda Ratner Oh my with? God. So many 
extremely blonde men, like very like I mean, I think of like obvious child and like Jenny Slate's um charisma and I always forget the name of the actor that was across from her, the just nice blonde Christian guy vibe. Oh yeah, he's like just like a very he's just very average. Like he shows up late in the office where he's just like kind of gym but not as charismatic yes, <laughs> yes like i feel like gilda would shine in that kind oh of like my dynamic God, an obvious child with gilda ratner uh-huh. like i'm all about a, a comedy power couple but i feel like with gilda and gene it just they didn't lean into it on screen and it and it's frustrating yeah i agree and like that makes me think of i need to watch jenny slate's comedy special oh i watched it the other night and i really enjoyed it Oh, good yeah Yeah, i need to watch it and like jenny slate's such an interesting person because you know she got fired off snl like famously got fired for saying fuck on the broadcast yeah (laughs) which is like looking back on that what one of the stupidest controversies of all time totally and I was reading this, there was like a recent profile of her and she said, she's like, yeah, I mean, that wasn't the full reason. She's like, I think Lauren just didn't like me and didn't think I was funny. And, and she was in the interview. She Isn't was like, Michael Chase still on SNL. Yeah. I mean, he's one of the head writers and, and, and I've never seen him be funny, but anyway, yeah, um, <laughs> I hope he tags us on his Instagram stories. <laughs> oh my God, we've become part of the Michael Che if, Instagram. If you're ever able to like name search a mention on a podcast, like you know he will. <laughs> oh my God, and well, he can't call us like comedy bloggers because we're also comedians, but I'm sure he'll still call us comedy bloggers anyway. Of course, he'll be like, I haven't heard of them, and it's like, I well, why are well, you coming for us? Then? Because because you're famous, you fucking idiot. Yeah. Like, why <laughs> like, would you have heard of us? There's so be many comedians in the world. Like, of course, I feel like I should not have mentioned michael chang no fuck him <laughs> no i oh i'm not worried no, no, i'm just worried that he'll like come somehow like uh, i've summoned him oh uh, he's gonna he's gonna come, he's gonna <laughs> the bring, babadook <laughs> he's gonna show up he's gonna bring colin jost in that tree that he's getting married to oh my god gonna... i want to make i want to make like a babadook movie but it's just like about michael shay coming to women's mentions <laughs> <laughs> somebody is gonna steal this idea oh yeah no definitely <laughs> Uh, Wouldn't that be more of a Candyman movie than a Babadook thing? Uh, true, very yeah. true. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just thinking more about, oh my god, a Gilda Radner sitcom where she's just like a weird teacher. <laughs> oh. Like I feel like yes. Gilda Radner, Gilda Radner paved the way for Jenny Slate, Zoe Deschanel, Kristen Wiig. Like we got to give it up to the Queen. Like there was one. Like even before Miss Frizzle, there was Gilda Radner. <laughs> There would be no Miss Frizzle without Gilda Radner. I stand by this. Yeah, Gilda Radner walked so that everyone else could run. So many weird. So many weird, fantastic women. Women with often that have bangs. Like like the entire bangs. Aubrey Plaza, would would that be another one? Or. That's more of a, she's more of a Lorraine, um, Lorraine Newman kind of person. I was trying to add to the conversation. You were? No, you are. Yeah. <laughs> I still need to see that documentary. <laughs> you do. You do. Um, yeah. It's really, honestly, every woman with bangs. <laughs> so <laughs> me? Are you talking to me? <laughs> right next to you. You're just like, you know, all the women with bangs. And I'm like, look me in the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and also that um, that other that other girl who left. Uh, why am I saying girl? That other woman who left SNL. Um, Noelle Wells, definitely. Oh, you you think that she's like a Gilda Radner? Mm, she's doing something else, but yeah, I feel like, I feel like still she's from the school. She's got that. a very different vibe. Yeah. yeah, but I guess I was thinking about her. Um, 
Wait, wasn't she the one who she did was, the Miley? She was, no, she was in a Master of None, right? She I'm thinking of the right woman, yeah. Was she? In, like, season two. Really? Yeah, I think oh. so. Oh, right. Oh, oh, right? Mas- oh, Master of None, that show that I don't watch, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, she was. Okay. I was thinking about the characters that she played on SNL and how adorable they were. Yeah, she's very adorable. Even though I think like she's leaning out of the adorable thing now, which is fine. No, yeah. She's, not on SNL. she's like, no. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at her now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I totally agree. I feel like like Oh, Gyoza. I was thinking about Noelle Wells because she did a Zoe Deschanel impression. Oh, SNL. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Oh man! Oh my God! Who did the Miley Cyrus? Oh, that was um the one. I feel bad now that I'm forgetting this woman's name. She doesn't Miley deserve Cy- it. That's she okay. Was, no, uh, she was um in a uh, train wreck, okay. but she's not in a lot of it. Oh, LeBron James. <laughs> of Vanessa Bayer? Yes. Uh. <laughs> yes, you know Vanessa Bayer because she does. Yeah, that she's sh- fantastic. Well, Kyle, she does oh. that sketch that you like, uh, the Hungry Guys one. Right. Yes. Yeah, I do. I really like Vanessa Bayer. Arc for the. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, we've got a lot of. I mean, it makes sense because we're talking about Gilda Radner, but now I'm like, I feel like we're like we got a whole SNL pod going. She, I mean, yeah. she, she was the beginning. She was. She was. And, like, it's sad. I mean, this movie doesn't make me sad because it's not, it doesn't make me feel anything. Like, right. It doesn't <laughs> it's not give me like, any emotion. It's not good enough. It's not doing enough or even trying to do enough, really, to make me feel anything. But it is, it is sad conceptually that this is, like, her last thing that she was in. Yeah. Oh, I got a hiccup. You know, she was she was a great talent, which is why you should watch Love Gilda, the documentary on her, which is streaming on Hulu. Yeah, because we don't have a recommendation. We're not going to tell you to watch There's High no Spirits. There's no good version of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that High Spirits is better than this just says a lot. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, I kind of want to watch High Spirits again for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> like, love yourself, Jordan. <laughs> I definitely Don't do not hurt yourself. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, we love you guys. And thank you for listening to us talk about this. And I can't wait for Michael Shea to bully me. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I feel like that our podcast is going to get really popular. And then, of course, like if our podcast gets popular, he's going to be like, well, you know, I was the one that was trolling these women online, so I'm responsible for the bad romance podcast popping off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Michael Che, please don't cyberbully yeah, me. Yeah, I can only hope and that... And don't cyberbully my fiance, This podcast please. becomes popular enough that people go back and, like, everyone <laughs> that we've made fun of, like, it's always people, like, so much more successful and <laughs> and, and like, like so much more successful than us you know like it's like we're never even that mean no I, like we're never cruel we're just like welcome we just to roast the word people. of weird online beefs yeah they, yeah the weirdest people have gotten mad at me the yeah. word the world <laughs> the word what i say yeah, it's okay it's cute the weirdest people have gotten mad at me, is what i was trying to say oh yeah, yeah. like when crispin glover got right. mad at you i should tell you the crispin glover story sometime that's beautiful <laughs> Oh my god. 
Who I was I? wrong. I'll just say I was wrong and Crispin Glover was right. Okay. Crispin, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're a good guy, Crispin. I hate your movie, but you're a good guy. Oh, well, that's nice. You didn't see his movie. No, I didn't see his movie because I watched your video on it and I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I have. Yeah, I have heard enough. <laughs> no, you haven't. You have no idea what Crispin Glover put in his movies. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, I mean that Jordan like saw the video and was like, oh, I've yes. heard enough. I don't need the movie. Yes. It's uh, just, no, so much. I, it is just. I, so, yes. I mean, I feel like there's, there's those really. Those glasses are cute. Are those new? No. Oh, okay. Sorry, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Y'all can't. Great for an audio medium. Uh, so, like, yeah. I'm just. <laughs> I'm a really professional uh, podcaster. So this movie was about a radio show. We couldn't have picked a movie that's scarier than the test. We couldn't have done it. So we did something like silly and light. Something that you should definitely not watch. And, you know, this Halloween... Don't watch any of the movies that we talked about this month, except for maybe Drop Dead Fred, because it seems to be a big debate starter. <laughs> oh, yeah. Watch, watch you some Drop I've had Dead a lot Fred. of people who are like, this is my favorite childhood movie, and I'm like, that's cool. I'm not... A lot of people I'm not, are really intense I'm not it. mad at you, but I just didn't like it as a 29-year-old. Right, yeah. I feel like I'm too old to like it at <laughs> yeah. this point. Like, I watched it for the first time this year, so, yeah. you know, that's a different experience. Yeah, and I mean, like, shout out to Vulture for, like, putting yeah, this on the Yeah, thank you for writing a, yes. about us. If you're listening now for the first time, uh, I'm this sorry is a weird and thank you. Thank you. We don't have a lot to say about this movie, but the fun thing is, is that we have over a hundred episodes. We so have so many. If you watch bad romantic comedies, you will find at least a few that you have seen, and you can listen to us talk about them. And you know, we even have a live ar- show can, in here all about Steve. And you can yell at us, and we won't know you're yelling at us because you'll be listening, and it'll be perfect because, like, you know, you get to yell and. And it's a recording, but since we have a that we that presumably I love it. <laughs> since we presumably have a bunch of new listeners, thanks to, <laughs> thanks to us blowing up on Vulture, I want you to know that you should go to Apple Podcasts and give us a five star review. If you do not want to give us a five star review, uh, that's perfectly fine. But you should, and it only takes a little bit of your time, and say something nice. Don't say anything about us saying the word like or vocal fry or anything. We don't care. Um, we are on Spotify, we are on Stitcher, we are on Google Play, we're on Apple Podcast aforementioned. You can find us everywhere. You can find us on Twitter, at Bad Romance Pod with a zero instead of an O. You can find Bronwyn and I on Twitter. Bronwyn's at Bron.computer. <laughs> and I am at J-O-U-R-D-A-Y-E-N because the person that has the at that I want hasn't tweeted since 2009. And <laughs> I yeah, would like this, to get, get this woman's this account taken down. <laughs> at play. So. Uh, so many things. If you want us to do another live show, you know, find us a venue. We want to do it. Yeah, we would love to. <laughs> Just hit us up and tell us where. And please say that you will come because we will yes. be there. We will have a drink with you. You know, I'll probably, you know, get very drunk, tell you a secret that you don't want to know. That's an experience they're that ve- you'll never forget. They're very fun people, these two. Aw. Oh, thank you. 
And, you know, Kyle is on some episodes, too. Occasionally, he, yes. I occasionally he's on, barge in and ruin things. He's on the two Mannequin episodes. Well, we did one episode on Mannequin, but we talked about Mannequin and Mannequin 2 in one episode. Yeah, I'm really... Why would you devote individual episodes I was to honestly one? just, like, really glad I didn't have to be part of that. Oh, <laughs> you missed out. There's I did listen. I yeah. did listen to you, but... Um, and I thought it was beautiful, but... Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well... I'm Bronwyn Isaac. I'm Jordan Searles. I'm Kyle Calgren. Bye. Bye. Kyle, why aren't you saying bye? Bye. Uh, yeah. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Uh, yeah. Back it up, back it up. Uh, uh yeah. Let's dump this truck.